When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Berwick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Josh. Indeed it is and it's lovely to be here and congratulations to all Arsenal supporters around the world right now. They might be the real deal, Josh Jenkins. I say that for our great friend A-Rod. As I say good afternoon to you, we, we keep thinking that Man colleague. City are going to roll over the top of everybody. Colleague. But Arsenal, with a wonderful performance this morning against Liverpool, a team that I have I'm some very aroused. affection for, win 3-2, and they continue just to set the standard in the uh, English Premier League. So if you're an Arsenal supporter, uh, we won't be banging on about it all day, but well done and congratulations to the lot of you. Nah, indeed. Well done. Uh, well done. How, how are you? Yeah, commiserations to your Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, that was who were just average this year. watch. I might look back at last year's Super Bowl, I think, and and the history may judge it as a very, very weak, very weak Super Bowl. Maybe Rams are horrible, and you yeah, blokes are not much right. better. Well, they went, you know, when you go the distance, uh, it's tough to back up. So why we shall see. Why is it hard to back up? You play longer, more tread on the tyres, taken off Patriots. the tyres. New England Patriots didn't seem to have any issues with that when there'll a list be, that changed no dramatically worries. every single year. No concerns of a Super Bowl for them this year? Uh, probably not. Or in the next five? Probably not. But, you know, the system works. Had a good win today. Uh, big show today, folks. Uh, Liam Stock is going to join us. Uh, keen to have a chat about um, what Liam's been through in his AFL career. Spoke really well uh, last week uh, to Beyond Blue. He's come out about his you know anxiety that... Uh, has affected him throughout his certainly throughout his professional football career and um, on International Mental Health Day, uh, it's it's a great opportunity to speak to a really impressive young man about um, what he hopes to achieve uh, professionally and personally. Shane Van Gisbergen, hopefully he gets to the line with us. I'd be right by now. Can't be t- well. He would have had a kip. Never can be too sure. The day after the night, and if he does, previous night, you know, we'll understand. He was supposed to be on the Today Show today with uh, Garth, Garth Tander mm. after a spectacular performance at Bathurst yesterday um, when they did get racing. In the end, they finished in wonderful conditions um, but had to uh, um, apologise just as step aside, as step the interview away. had started and uh, had to go and have a Chrissy Mew. And uh, the, rest is, uh, the rest is history. So hopefully Shane Van Gisbert, and that's, I'm not making that up. That actually happened. No, can, it did. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. Yeah, the team has admitted that that happened. So uh, he'll join That's us. All right. And who knows? I know Julio's out there um, with Mitch and the team. We may. Have, we, who knows what we're going to get regarding uh, Luke Jackson, Isaac Rankin, uh, Will Setterfield. Who knows what might land our way in the next three hours with all of those deals oh, yes, effectively yeah. being done. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, termed it. Termed. Uh, termed today moving day in <laughs> you know a little bit of Masters action because. 
It was too much for the clubs to get through to, to stuff around and waste mm. another day. Well, you know that uh, such is the nature of the drama of trade week. It finishes um, on at the bell rings at 7.30 on Wednesday night. Yes. And uh, the heaviest part of the traffic will be probably from about 5.30 to 7.30 on Wednesday night, whether it be on trade radio, whether yep. it be on 11.16 SEN, or whether it be on Fox footy. And look, I, call me a cynic if you want, but I've got no doubt that the um, those in charge will be making sure that a couple of the big ticket deals just get held over um, before... It's a little cynical. Well, they want to add a little bit of, uh, no. bit, of bit of sizzle to the sort of dying stages of the trade week and... You know, we'll go right to the wire, and whether it be whether it be the Dunkley deal or yep. the Horn Francis no, deal, I don't or, disagree. On yeah, that. it'll happen. Yeah. You guarantee that'll happen. And the deal, and, and some of those big deals will get done, or they won't get done in the frantic final half hour. I that's like it. The way it rolls. Yeah. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Anything that's happened today that you want to have a yak about the deals that are done, I'll get Josh to uh, cast his eye over those in a moment. The open line for Chemist Warehouse INC Sports Nutrition. Powering tomorrow, today available at Chemist Warehouse. Uh, if you've got a view on any of the deals that have been done thus far today, feel free to get on the line. Uh, Pox and Rocks, I know it's uh, out of the official Pox Rocks season, but we keep going on a Monday because a lot of stuff happens over the weekend in the world of sport. In fact, in the world of life. Uh, and if you want to Pox or Rocks it, feel free to do it. one three hundred seven three six. 736. I'll, I'll, I'll rock something straight away for you. That's what not, are you just? Well, that's part of the E in S-E-N. What are you doing? I thought I saw a little um, something. <laughs> Sports Entertainment Network. Mm. If you want to be entertained and watch a magnificent television series, The Bear. The Bear. Do yourself a favour. It's on Disney. Not sure everybody's got it. That's the only one I don't have. Not everyone's got it. You should get it. It's good. No, we've got too many well, of those Well, that's things. the problem. But you've got to dump one. Get rid of one. Bring the other one on. Disney's better than a few of them. Which, anyway. which is Disney better than? Uh, I, I, look, I don't want to say. Which is the number one streaming service? It'd be Netflix, wouldn't it? Would Netflix know. be the busiest out of all of them? I, I imagine know. it would be. I don't know. Oh, no, Disney's good. The Bear is an absolute rocks. Great soundtrack. Incredible acting. Great story. Quick eps. You'll love it. Just watch it. Thank Josh later. Uh, Andy's on the road. Has jumped uh, on the uh, Chemist Warehouse open line. No, he has not. Andy? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, is it Andy? Andy? No, no, it's not. Have you got a rocks or pox from the weekend? What do you got? Uh, what, do you, what, was, what was pushing your barrow I'll, across the weekend? I'll tell you, I'll give you a quick pox. Go on. The F1 coverage. I'm, I'm a, I'm as big a, I'm as big a casual fan as you'll find mm. Formula One. So when once the NFL starts, my my attention shifts. I prioritise sleep early in the night, so I miss a bit of the Formula One. But Japan, the time zone, beautiful. Yeah. I think it was a three o'clock. Scheduled start, but the commentators they Max Verstappen won the world title yesterday, right? And well done, Max. There was a uh, miscalculation by the uh, broadcasters, and they didn't know what. Well, there was some issues going on with Charles Leclerc and uh, fastest lap. You get a bonus point and a few different things, uh-huh. and it took them a long, long, long time to realise that Max Verstappen was actually with that win sealed the world championship. Oh, that's extraordinary. So that was a little poxy from a crew that normally nail it. Well, I'll give you rocks, and it's in the same sort of genre, and it is motorsport related. And if if it flies into uh, all the other sports that we love, 
Didn't watch all of Bathurst yesterday. No. Didn't watch all of it. No. But I'll tell you what they do, and I think this gets done. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the broadcasters, it might be on Game Pass. I'm not sure where it is. You know, we've got a million things that we watch these days. You never know what you're watching. But what they did yesterday, and they've done it for a couple of years now, and it's magnificent. When they cut from the track and the coverage of the race, and they go to one of their, you know, commercial breaks, mm. which they have to go to. That's pays for the for the yeah, free-to-air yep. service. Yep. They keep the vision yeah, of the what's little, going on a little yeah. box in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I noticed that yesterday. It's that's, magnificent. Um, yeah, it is. So why don't we do that? Why don't Channel 7 – I mean, Fox don't need to worry about it because they don't go to ad yeah, breaks. Yeah, I was going to say, or well, you could just watch it on – well, you could, but if you don't have it, and 70% yeah, of Australians no, don't have it, true. so I'm speaking for, on behalf of most of us. Picture in picture, that Yeah, that's right. Just put the little box so the blokes kick the goal. So, you know, Tyson Stengel's jag one, and the cats go further in front, and you cut to, you know, the Woolies ad or whatever it might be. And in the bottom right-hand corner, you see the replay and you see little Stengel, you know, patting the, getting the pats on the back from his teammates. Mm. And then they just blow that back out when you come out of the outbreak. It, we, yeah, it, it could apply for the cricket or see what's going on the change of overs mm. when we squeeze in, you know, the 15 or 30-second ad breaks that we've got in between I, overs. I'll tell you. Well, spe- that could work, couldn't it? Absolutely. Well, it works. Yeah, it could, could work, work in the footy and the cricket. Yeah. They want, to start, they want to start promoting the cricket. I'll tell you that now. Oh, there's been three. There's a game on last night. Yeah, and no Australia one knew. v England. No one knew. No. Australia played England last night. One by eight runs. 200, there you go. 200 to 208 run thriller. It social was. media user, Rod. Social media, mm. tragic me. Social, no one knows the cricket is on. Well, this is what happens, unfortunately, and I don't, this is not a knock, but this is what happens to sport when it is uh, behind a paywall. This is what happens. It's, it is a, a boon for um, pay providers, mm. an absolute boon, must have, because sport's a huge driver of a subscription. But the minute the, uh, some sports are lost and given over to exclusively to pay TV providers, mm. they become invisible for a lot of people. In fact, for most people. Well, that's Unfortunately, that's what happens. Well, I mean, why, why would Channel 7, 9, 10 or 2 or SBS, why are they pr- promoting uh, something that's not on their networks? But it's not even on – I don't even see it just come up on Twitter. Why, why, why aren't Cricket Australia paying for ads on Twitter, paying for ads on Instagram? Everyone else does it. I don't know. Putting it in front of you. Everyone else know. does it. I don't know. Yeah, I talk, scarily, I talk about buying a new pair of Pumas, and the next thing I see on Instagram is a is an ad for the very oh, pair that, of Pumas that I've just had a look at on a like, different device. The things are constantly listening to you. Why, why can't Cricket no, Australia put a few ads on well, in front of people? Well, why don't you just follow Cricket Australia? Rather than worrying more ads on your social media platforms, because if you follow Cricket Australia, Lure me I in. guarantee you that they will have been putting out alerts all over the place, well, and they would I'm have been putting. So sure. Well, I am one hundred percent sure. There were seventy people at the uh, game against the Windies at Metricon the other night. How many were there last night against the English? Don't know. We'll would have been a few. Seventy-four. Um, uh, I'm not interested to be honest. No, but there you're you right. Go. No, no, but you're right. That is part of the. That's one of the prices you pay when you sell the rights to pay TV. Um, Andy's on the road. I think we might have him. Rocks, Pox, what do you got for us, Andy? Oh. So, wait, do I get paid to watch cricket or i got to pay to watch cricket? Because I don't know what's less of a chance of happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not part of JJ's targeted audience, but there you go. That's all right. No, no. 
So I've got a rocks and a pox, please. Uh, the the rocks is the my Philly Eagles going five and zero. Oh, I think yeah. they're the only undefeated team, and they got massive game. I think at home to Dallas, um, the late Sunday game or oh, late beautiful. Sunday night game, which will be around midday. Midday Monday. Yep. Uh, so that's the rocks for next week. He's a beast. The Cox, He's a beast. The... Your quarterback's a beast. Cooper Rush he is. is a beast. And uh, he was a second second rounder as well. So he wasn't a uh, high draft pick. Uh, can um, I, can I, just quickly, I, I saw some. I'm, I'm not a Jalen Hurts buyer, and I saw some things that uh, I still need to see more of late in that game. So, Did you see any of his rushing touchdowns? Yeah, but they're not sustainable. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Right yep. No, I know. And I agree with you, JJ. Oh, hey. um, yep. No, and uh, the, the 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 pox, and I reckon it might be uh, to do with what you were discussing, Andy. The NFL app is absolute shambles this year. There's a game going on. There's oh. uh, the Buffalo quarterback that's on track for 500 yards, and until the game finishes, they don't allow you to see yards. Um, the only thing that they basically let you see now is the score. Not well, even the plays or how many, well, uh, like the, the, the quarter by quarter score. So I think it must be a pay, pay, to, pay to check scores now. Just uh, ESPN is a very good app for box scores. So maybe just uh, duck across and use no, the ESPN app. That, that's a good piece of advice. But to Andy's point, I, I had to download, I deleted the NFL app this year. Mm. It's rubbish. Yeah, it is. It doesn't right. work anymore. It's, it's, it, there's something. A bit clunky. It is no good. So no, you're 100 right. It's a total box. Use the ESPN app. Uh, Twenty two thousand last night at the cricket. There you go. So that's well, some people knew. Huge. Oh, well, that's all right. Australia, England. No, that's a huge crowd. Well, how many could you get in? What's the capacity of that venue? Was that the Gabba? Wasn't it? Was that the Gabba? Well, you can get thirty five. No, so. was in Perth. Oh, was oh so it's sixty. Was it at was it at Perth Stadium? <laughs> there, I thought it was one of the provincial. No, uh, uh, you can get more than twenty two in. That is sure and certain. Dave's in Melton. Good afternoon to you, mate. Good day, boys. How you doing? Good. I just want to call a pox and everyone saying that Collingwood Sully cat in so much trouble because we just signed Darcy Moore for six years, Jordan the goalie for five years, and Grundy's still on the books. Either we're way over the salary cap and in big breach, or everyone doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I think big BG4, Brody Grundy, will be on the move now that... Uh, Luke Jackson has left the D's, so I uh, I so, think right here, right now, Collingwood probably are over the salary. So cap, this is the big drain, the big Drano flush, is it? Now that this has gone through, list uh, lodgement, mm. I'll be back under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adams in Mildura. Good afternoon, team. Thanks for your call, Dave. Hi, Adam. G'day, guys. As North Melbourne uh, member and vested in that football club for a number of years now. That's my footy club, and I don't want to see them relent on Jason Horn Francis. And we don't need uh, to be moddy coddled by the likes of Port Adelaide and say, have a few more early draft picks. We need decent footballers. We don't want to be bottom two on the ladder for another three, four years. We need to start showing some improvement. Uh, we need wins, and we need some decent players. So Port Adelaide got to put up or shut up. And North Melbourne need to dig deep and not relent and not go soft and show some balls and tell Port Adelaide what they need. And it's got to be guys like Xavier Dersma or Mitch Georgiatis. 
Otherwise, the deal's off. He's got to uh, put up, shut up, Jason Horn Francis, put up for another year. And if he doesn't want to stay after that, too bad. He's there. He's been there for basically less than a year already. Hardly played more than, what was he played? Eight games. Eight games. The guy's got an upside. He's 19 coming up. He's got another 12, 13 years of football. We're not going to see that. He'll probably go back to South Australia. But at least what North Melbourne need to do to its members and for its members is uh, uh, really dig deep and show some balls and tell Port Adelaide at the moment the contract is there for one year. And unless we get some decent footballers from Port Adelaide, the deal's off. Uh, good on you, Adam. I, I, 17 games what he's played, but, but I, I'm with you. I, I, you, don't, you don't let people talk you um, off the fact that this kid was supposed to be a generational talent before he played yep. a game. Stick to what was uh, being said about him, and, and I, I, I think that's an admirable position you take. Uh, Darren's on the road before we get to the break. Fire away, Daz. Hey, JJ, Andy. Um, I won't go on about any orchestras, but um, <laughs> what I will say is, with the NFL, pack it all up, boys. Mahomes and the boys are going to smash it out. Like, if you saw him play the Buccaneers, oh. he was chucking him from under his armpit, from behind his ear, out of his back pocket. He even pulled one out of his sock there and threw it in, backhanded into the end zone. So, I really think that um, the Chiefs are, are going to be very hard to beat. Um, just ask Herbert from... Um, yep. Um, yeah, he's he's yeah. counting his ribs. I yeah. think he got an extra seven after he played us. So yeah, well, let's yeah, see what they do tomorrow. It's, 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 good game tomorrow against Vegas. Yeah, Vegas yeah, have troubled that. troubled them. Uh, yeah. Remember when they beat them and mm. John Gruden took them on a lap of the stadium he a couple did. of years ago. He did. So, uh, he won't be doing that tomorrow. That uh, tomorrow. That'll be a good game. It is. Will and I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to the break. Shane Van Gisbergen. Let's go. Our fingers crossed collectively, folks. Wins Bathurst yesterday. Uh, incredibly dramatic lead up to the race yesterday. They were too good, Ian Garth Tander. Again, uh, all things being equal, Shane Van Gisbergen will join us next. Nothing but respect for Shane Van Gisbergen. He's not answering. So he's obviously had a – and we've all been there. You know, we've had a massive night into the wee small hours of the morning. Wins his second Bathurst in the last three years. And uh, decides we're just going to have a fair – we're going to have a fair old crack here. And it can often take you 24 hours before you feel like you're ready to front up for um, anything mm. official. Get but, on the beers. Well, he has. And, um, and he's uh, not answering his phone. So I, I have, I'm making that a rocks, Shane Van. You? You've won it and you've had a real crack. You've had to walk off a live TV uh, interview uh, on the Channel 9 network because you've got to go and have a Chrissy Mew. And seven hours later, or whatever it is, you still can't still front. Haven't fronted. Nah, that's good. Uh, well, how about I give you? That's good. I'm with him. Hundred good how, on him. How about I give you the worst uh, refereeing decision? Oh, I know what you're going to say. In the history of sport, it's not. But it's it close. is, mate. No, it's terrible. Go on. It's, just, it's the second worst I've ever seen. Well, is it a pox? In the sport. It's a pox. Well, it's certainly not a rock. <laughs> the and I know not everyone follows the NFL, but the decision, the roughing the passer decision on uh, old man Tom Brady was the worst decision I've seen since the Saints Rams pass interfer- non pass interference oh, in the championship terrible. game. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, absolutely. So tell people what happened who haven't seen it. So they protect the quarterbacks more so than the yeah, average you can't player even for touch obvious it. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it was it was a, a crucial play in the game. Crucial. 
Atlanta are going to win the game at this stage. Well, they're going to have an opportunity yeah, yeah, to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Grady Jarrett sacks Tom Brady, so mm-hmm. tackles him around the waist and 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 spins. Brady's momentum's already moving. Yeah. Spins him to the ground, and Brady's not down until either the referee blows the whistle, which wasn't going to happen, or he's a part of his body touches the ground. And so Jarrett slings him down to the ground. No head on turf no, contact. No. No excessiveness. No, no uh, body weight on quarterback, which is what they look for. And he and he throws – the referee throws a flag and penalizes him for it, therefore giving the – Buccaneers a first down, therefore ending the game. Yep. It was this. It was. It really was. Not, not deliberate, not dodgy. No. Just a woeful decision. Yeah, no, no good. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. And, yeah, you know, there is the Brady rule. Everyone knows that if you've been following American football for yeah. and you know the what? better part of 15 and years, you, know you understand there is. For the most part, he's earned it. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But the mo- like, superstars get calls in every sport, yeah. and so, for the most part, I can cop it. But that was there's <laughs> no doubt it was a box. Oh. It was a shocking decision. One three hundred seven three six seven three six rocks pox. Anything from the weekend uh, you want to share? Feel free to whack it in. I'll give you one. I'm going to give you one about your footy club, and I don't know whether they would have done this. In fact, they didn't do it. Uh, I don't. Know, you'll probably be able to. T- I know it would have happened before your time, Mark O'Connor. Mark O'Connor on the weekend. Yes. Played in the All Island prelim or semi yep. for Kerry that gets him into the final over there in Dingle. Um, it is uh, a, a fantastic thing for a footy club here to let the Irish players go back and play in their major cup. The, the, over there, they have no issues. No. Nah. Letting the players come back, even though they haven't been part of the regular season, they welcome them back into their county teams yep. with open arms. Now, Mark O'Connor goes back, plays for Kerry. They get through to the final. It's going to be huge. And the All-Ireland final is massive, massive, massive. And not only that. In Ireland. 11 teammates in the house watching. Oh, is that right? There's a big crew over there watching him. Of the Geelong blokes? Yes. Oh, that makes it Blitz even better. Arves I didn't Tommy know Tommy Atkins. I oh, don't be having the greatest time Zach Tui's gone back. I think it might be... So Zach Tui's been over there uh, starting. It's not over there. He's been uh, working on a cafe for okay. wandering out. Of course help. he has. <laughs> but I don't think he'd seen it because of COVID. And so they all went over there. Yeah. Sarva Radigalia's over there. Oh, uh, awesome. heap young, A few of the young boys there. So there are 11 teammates in the house watching him. Oh. So they would have had a good time. So back in the day... Uh, we would have been, no, 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 you can't, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do oh, that, right. you could get injured, you know, the whole box and dice, right? Uh, but they now know, they Geelong now know, yeah. there's more to be gained from a make the player, help, make sure he gets a sense for being respected by the footy club that he's at here and the return on investment mm. is doubled, or well, maybe not well, doubled, but it's it's enhanced. There is, what you'd be more wary of. Now, Mark O'Connor's not one of these types of athletes. He is a very driven athlete. But what would you be more worried about? Someone participating in sport, uh, aka keeping themselves fit, yep. or someone doing stuff all and coming yep. back out of shape? No, nah, it's a good point. Should be more of it. Now, nah, you I run agree. the risk of injury and you, you lay yourself... You lay yourself at the uh, at the feet of Kane. Is that, he's well, going to smack you for uh, playing a different sport. He but, was the first one I thought of. Oh, of course. He was the first one I thought of. Does that say more about him or us? Has Kane's has Cornsy said anything about this? No, no. I, no well, hopefully, no, I Cornsy so. is boots in on this and supports the whole thing. Yeah, because it's great. It's great for the kid. You're going to get more out of him as a member of your footy club here than you would if you said no. So well done, Cats, and well done to Mark O'Connor. 
uh, for heading back there. Uh, Tradies out for Ace Gutters. Australia may build to last and Rotaflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Damien's in Melbourne. He's got a trade question, so that'll be uh, directed towards you, I imagine. How are you, Damo? Uh, not that good, mate. I'm a bit upset about our club, Andy. Who's your... What's going on with um, get, getting rid of Buddy Setafides to the, that club down the road? A set of field. Yeah. yeah, why are you so disappointed? Set of feet, he's right. Or any club, any club besides that club. I spoke him at the best and fairest last week and he wanted to stay. Yeah. Other players were saying that club's a rattle and we still lose him to that, to that mm. club. Just disappointed. It's a, yeah, it's effectively a delisting, I reckon, um, Damien. And it was going to be, it felt like it was going to be one of either Will Setterfield or, or Paddy Dow. And, yeah. And now the deal's been done with Essendon. So. Um, they get what they need. They and and the thing about Setterfield at Carlton, and if he's been a bit invisible to many footy fans over the last kind of twenty four months, um, I can understand why he's largely been forced to play out of position. He's an inside midfielder, and he hasn't been able to break into that part of the ground as a Carlton. Well, he gets his chance. Mm. He gets his chance. So we'll see. Well, we'll that's see, that's. We? But that's what he is, mate. I mean, some players. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And I know we. I don't this... know. But I'm trusting your word. But... No, but in this case, are we good at doing this? Oh, yeah, no good. Oh, you're just getting yeah. rid of a. He's a C grade. You're just getting rid of a. C... Doesn't really mean anything. Wouldn't surprise me if Will Setterfield, if he gets to play 18 games uh, on ball inside mm-hmm. mid at Essendon, wouldn't surprise me at all if Will Setterfield becomes a Will Brody type. Oh, success story. Well, Brody was pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, I know he was. How uh, was he up until last? How was he prior to this year? Is he better than... How was he prior to this year, Will Brody? Well, he was, uh, he was toiling one. I don't That's think he was awful. Awful. Was t- For, uh, by, well, AFL, so, by, AFL, by AFL, so he's Unless you're watching the NFL, mate. What were you thinking about Will Brody well, as a player? you should be watching the NFL. <laughs> uh, is he better than Kyle Langford? He might, he's a more natural midfielder than Kyle Langford. My word he is. They might be fighting for the uh, that spot around the ball, that's all. That's it's, what I'm thinking. Damien, there's a $100 voucher for Ballers Clubhouse coming your way, Melbourne's largest bar and games venue. Have a baller this Christmas. SEN, get 10% off when you book your end-of-year function now. Good joint. I've been there. At ballersclubhouse.com.au. ping-pong tournament there. How'd you go? Good spot. Not bad. I'm not, I haven't spent a lot of time playing ping-pong. Uh, I beat one of the uh, Miss Worlds that was there. Oh, well done. Oh, boy. It's very hard to win a game of table tennis when, you're in, when world, you're in stilettos there, and bathers. No, she was wearing uh, sneakers. Uh, we've got to get to a break. Uh, Johnny and Mick, uh, your call's on the other side of this. In very good form. Has been for right throughout 2022. Give me a hell yeah. Uh, has not wavered one iota, Stone Cold. Not one and iota. And that's the that's bottom she... line because Stone Cold sets so. She's getting stronger. Uh, she doesn't need a Christmas break. She should power through. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. Berwick BMW, pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. John's in Richmond uh, has been good enough to jump on the line. Uh, Pox Rocks, general observation. What do you got for us, John? Uh, well, I've got a Pox uh, on, well, a rock, sorry, on, uh, on the, the boys, uh, the Geelong boys that went to Kerry, uh, headed off a Dingle because I'm actually from around there. So they would have had a, a great old uh, weekend at the Dingle Pubs. <laughs> and John. Um, and then it, maybe they might have scored tough downs. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. The bloke, oh, the bloke, before you get on to your next one, the bloke, bloke opposite me doesn't believe uh, in in Fungi, the Dingle Dolphin. Can you just please let him know? Fungi that- was, uh, 
Donkey was a legend uh, of a of a dolphin. Uh, a lot of a lot of people said it was just a priest in a in a, in a costume that uh, got a lot of people across the, um, uh, to go over and have a look at it. But we did lose we did lose Fungi a couple of years ago. Um, but it was amazing that he was there. I, I was a kid when Fungi rocked up to the shores of uh, yeah. the peninsula in Dingle. Yeah. Um, absolutely amazing place. I was only there a few months back. Like the pubs there are some of the best pubs you'll ever come across. If they didn't go into Dick Max, oh, you've probably never been to Tingle really if, uh, if you don't go in there. Magnificent. I've never actually been there. And then also, my pox was, we were. I was looking to buy tickets to go to the um, Australia-England uh, 2020 World Cup game. Yep. It was over 160 bucks for a ticket. Uh, I think that's the reason why people aren't going to the cricket anymore. If you're going to be charging 160 bucks for a pretty decent seat. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that, what, what sort of what sort of seat were you looking at, John? Was it reasonably? Well, it was it was a it, it was a it was a category A ticket, and it was in the MCC. But the fact was is that your my 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 wife's an MCC member, and she also was going to be charged one hundred and sixty bucks for that ticket. Also, uh. so you're looking at you know three hundred and bloody dollars, like you know, mm. to go to a, a twenty twenty match. You've got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, uh, it's a lot of money. Why, why, why would you pay for that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of dough. Well, I, I Thanks, recall mate. going to, just paying to go to the Adelaide test many, many years ago and, and recall thinking, geez, that was steep. When you, I can't remember. when you were on the Adelaide Crows list. Yeah. Just cool. a young fellow sneaking in. I was one Sunday and I thought I'd just sneak in. No, I don't. I'm not one, one to just beg for free tickets. and You can sometimes cough up 50 or 60 to go to an event. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> you don't have to... I would Graft do a, your way social into post in exchange for a ticket to the basketball or the tennis or you having to go at Sam Edmund. Yes, indeed, you are having to go at Sam Edmund. <laughs> you are having a go. It just, it just at Sam Edmund. Just happened. Uh, <laughs> no, but I honestly do recall. And it's a long time ago, but I recall thinking, "Gee, that's steep." Just to you know, yeah. I know it's a day's. You know, in the case of a test match, it's a day's entertainment. But it is steer people yeah, away. Yeah. We've heard that a lot about the AFL. Too high tickets and food. Oh, the food's an issue. But I was about to say the complete opposite. It's one of the great things about the the AFL as a league that they've been able to keep their entry prices pretty mm. competitive. Well, it sounds like the cricket haven't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for your call, John. If you've had similar experiences, feel free to let us know on the o four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, aka the forty winks temper text uh, text line. Mm. Send through your texts. Jared's in Geelong. What do you got for us, Jared? Uh, I just, <clears throat> I really like the point you said about Langford the other, just before. Just mm-hmm. that, um, like, I, I honestly think he just, if he gets a whole year at it, he he was meant to be our next big inside midfielder. And he just, with injury and stuff like that, it's kind of hard, made it hard for him. And just with Will Setterfield coming in, I'm, I'm excited about it. Jared? I, re- I really am. And then, sorry, yep. Keep going, keep going. I just want to ask you a question at the end. Keep oh. rolling. Because Langford, Langford can actually really roll forward really well, and he's proven himself to actually be able to snag a few goals. Um, and with being able to nearly roll them 50-50 through the midfield, if, if Langford stays fit, you've got Setterfield going forward with Langford in the mid and then vice versa. Um, and then hopefully we can get Wiedemann in to be another decoy for Peter Wright down there. It's going to be... I, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, good. I like your optimism. But how long, just before you go, how long... Kyle Langford, how how long do you wait? Because we keep saying every year it feels like. So he's played 8, 17, 6, 16, 18, 16, 17, 9. So he's had a bit of a stretch where he, 
manage most, but he's never come close to playing a full season. So how long can you wait for Kyle Langford to develop into what you hope he may, not definitely, mm. may develop into? I just, I just think that, like, he just needs to be given a bit more of that role. I think a couple of guys in there could actually go out and yep. stop and a bit of an ego boost here and there. Mm. Um, and, like, I think that's why the best teams are so good at it. You look at Geelong this year, it took, you know, Selwood coming off the bench. It took guys just to go, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to, we're going to split it and we're going to be better for it and we're going to win a flag from it. Instead of guys going in and going, Oh, I need this midfield time. I need this. Like, and it, I think I think sometimes you can win with seventy-five percent players and not superstars. You look at Hawthorne. You know, yes, they had their superstars, but that that's a team. Mm. And when a team comes together, they just become a great team. Yeah, I reckon there's I reckon there's a bit there's a bit to that, Jared. I reckon um, not just about Kyle Langford, but I think more broadly speaking, there's eighteen holes of golf coming your way at Club Mandalay. Um, a goal for two with drinks and a cart midweek, 99 bucks, clubmandalay.com.au. Clearly never worked inside with Brad Scott, but I reckon that'll be the one thing, one of the one of the first things that Brad Scott addresses at Essendon is um, the, the share culture, the share the load culture, identify really strong leadership within the mm. joint, and if we haven't got it, go get it. I think that is one of the things that he will be – I'd be my gut feel would be that would be absolutely top of Brad Scott's list. Yeah, that yeah. isn't it. Yeah, you feel like it was one thing that they spoke a lot about and Ben Rutten mm. spoke about, but they never mastered. No. And that's been the one thing that recent champs have mastered. Yeah, and they've been searching for it, haven't they? Mm. Since they came out of the supplements, it's not know, easy. No, to, no, 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 no. You've got to. As a player who thinks they can impact the game all the time, you've got to step back and say, I need to trust someone else to impact the game. I want to ask you about Kyle Langford a bit later. Mick's in Bulleen, uh, Bulleen, I should say. Uh, far away, Mick. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you, Guru? Uh, yeah, I'll start with me rocks. Yep. And uh, hats, hats off to the uh, Bathurst, mate. Uh, the race, the coverage, I mean, the AFL needs to take note. The coverage is... Probably the best in the business, and it's your and it's your station. It's your it's your mob radar, and they they do a fantastic job, <laughs> better than they do the AFL, oh. and they they're the ones that do the they're the ones that do the split screen too. Magnificent, Mickey. They do a super so, job. Yeah, they should do it at the footy. Yeah, and they, they they can pick up the single piece of rubber flying off a tire. We can't even get the goal cam right on on the footy. <laughs> I mean, you know, they they need to take note. Yeah, well. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Have you got? A, is that your rocks and your pox rolled into one there, Mick? No, no, my pox is your station. Oh, oh. Your, your station there that you work for. I get up in the morning, every morning at four thirty. Turn on this at about five, and I like to hear Coxie. Yeah, good man, morning, Coxie. No yep. Coxie. Oh, yeah. This morning, no Coxie. All uh, NFL on every station. All it was was NFL. And I already got to speak for about 50% of your callers that we don't listen to the uh, like the NFL or even listen to it. But you've got the NFL fanatic station. Leave it on that. Don't put it on every station. Even in, I, I, I searched through it, uh, WA, South Australia, Sydney, Queensland, all had NFL. And Coxie, I'm led to, oh. he might have cut one from the herd last night, Coxie. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, uh, oh. just a little preoccupied this morning. 
Not far. <laughs> I don't know. What are you? How far are you? There's a beautiful follow-up, but I don't sort of a play on words with his surname and no, no. But you, how far are you allowed to go? No. Uh, well, when I think, Craig, gone, when I think the, we've gone quite far enough. To be honest. <laughs> you, we need to get to a break. I'm, I'm early into my career, and you could have taken me down. Oh, when I, Craig I walks past, you. I'll have a word to him about the NFL. You know, yeah. Oh, I'm quite happy for it to be so on every channel. No, nah, we're all we're big fans of that around here. Boy, this hour's gone. Tradies hour, thanks to Ace Carters, Australian made built to last. And Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Pete is up in Darwin, has been good enough to join us. G'day, Peter. How are you, boys? Good, mate. Good, mate. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a pox. Um, my wife and I were down in Melbourne the weekend of the, the uh, Lions and... Melbourne game, we bought tickets for that game, and then the next night we were lucky enough to score some tickets for the Collingwood and Frio game, and great ground, everything, but the only thing is, is when I went to go and get a beer with 93,000 other people, Mm. there's not a friggin' TV, it's supposedly the best ground in the world, and you're queuing up for seven, eight, ten minutes to get a beer, and you can't even see the Game Boys. Big pox. That's a good idea. There should be um, big screens in, in the refreshment uh, canteens. Well, I... There should be. Are there not? Well, there should be. If well, Pete's just telling you there aren't. We've got another Pete who's just living the life in Doreen right now. Uh, how are you, Pete? All right, mate. Beautiful day today. Oh, better make is. the most of it. Better, be, better where you are. Um, yeah, well, yeah, this is the moment. Um what I was going to say is I heard an Essendon guy say about Carl Langford and Centerfield that Centerfield's come across. No way they Carl will go into the centre. He's not a hardball player, mate. Worst fold and Rutten realised that. They played him on a wing and they put him through. He is not... He never gets out of first gear. He doesn't crash packs. He doesn't go in and get the hard ball. You only have to look at that game against Collingwood where he had the opportunity to take... Elliot, and they did the marking contest, but he went past him and tried to punch the ball. Now, anyone would have just crashed into the pack. Carl is not a guy that can get a hard ball. He is a winger, and that's all he'll ever be until he gets out of first gear. He never... The first 10 never runs flat out. He's always in first. Doesn't get out of first gear at all. Thanks. You're going to get back stuck into it, Pete. Uh, Back to what you were doing. Um... I, I'm on to know about. Hope you had a good I'm, career, Pete. He's an ob- oh, because no, well, he didn't play. He didn't play at the level. He's not allowed to no, observe well, a play. Well, do you reckon how many how many AFL players run around first gear? Do you reckon? I want to. Oh, that well, that's a good point. No, no, that's a fair. That's a fair cop. Or that's. A, I want to know at some stage where he's best suited, because I'm not sure the area that you've identified is necessarily his no, best. Well, if you're still at Carlton, you'd be sticking up for him a bit more. Kyle Langford, mate. Uh, great to have you with us. So it's been a pretty busy day uh, on the trade table. We'll start working our way through a whole lot of those and have a chat about this, that, and the other. Feel free to join in one 736 736 Any observations regarding any of this? Or if you've got poxes and roxes from the weekend sport, feel free to bowl those up. I've got a couple left. Can I just give you one before you get to the footy? I know you're a, race, you're a horse racing man. Mm-hmm. A performance by Animo in the Caulfield Stakes on the weekend was unbelievable. Magnificent performance by an animal who somehow has a competitive instinct. They some so of them just want to win. I got some uh, I got some uh, info from uh, a person 
from within Godolphin, who's uh, Godolphin, uh, he said, James McDonald came back to the stalls, the winner's stall, and said he, he wobbled his way around the bend and then he felt the horse take a massive inhale of breath and just go, Wow, is that right? Just pin the ears back. Right As I'm in like, yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do. That bit didn't go too well. Watch this. Now, some people who aren't racing fans and... Yeah, they think will, that's absolute malarkey. Just like they, they say do. they don't know where the winner's post is and no, things like that. They do. James McDonald, I know Damien Oliver's pretty good and his record's going to stand for a long time, but it might only stand for as long as James <laughs> McDonald's around. Yeah. He said the horse took a, dig, a, a big breath in... And just went bang. And Caulfield has been um, a graveyard. Well, traditionally was a graveyard for horses that predominantly race in Sydney. Back mm. in the day, they all travel a bit more nowadays, so they get a bit more uh, accustomed to the vagaries of particular tracks. It was an unbelievable. It was, it was there on the weekend. It was a gr- it was a beautiful day. Mm. It rained for about twenty minutes, but it was an amazing day out at Caulfield. It's just because I, just I know we're going to move on. I haven't mm. had the I haven't had the. Uh, I've been at live sport this year, the footy, but I've been working. Yeah. It's almost the first time I've been to a live sporting event that I wasn't working. Well, I was working, but, but not yeah. you know in a different sort of sense that I was able to uh, enjoy the fact that I was back at How did it feel? With crowds and... Amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Great. Now, North Melbourne supporters are going to be interested in this. Mark McGowan's put out a tweet. I'll get to that in a moment uh, from the Herald Sun. Damo, uh, Damien Barrett's been on Trade Radio and Damo is – he is a dog with a bone on this first pick being traded by North Melbourne. Others are scotching it and saying it won't happen and there's but, – but as late as half an hour ago mm. – uh, about an hour ago, I should say, for sake of being absolutely accurate, uh, Damo's gone with – I think there will be some – I think there is still some possibility of the reigniting of the exchange – between GWS and North Melbourne, which could see North moving pick one to GWS. I'm hearing nah. it's still being talked about in the last half hour. So that was uh, – they were on air at three. So this is between 2.30 and 3 o'clock. Now, Mark McGowan, yeah. uh, I don't know, I think it must have been subsequent to Damo saying what he said on Trade Radio uh, in the Herald Sun, from the Herald Sun has tweeted this, mega deal back on and in front of the AFL for approval. North Melbourne, GWS, Port Adelaide, and West Coast involved. Involved. Assuming it gets the green light, so you need to write this down. Are you ready to type oh, this out? Jeepers. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Assuming it gets the green light, Horn Francis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Horn Francis and Rioli mm. get to Port Adelaide. Yep. G- GWS mm. gets pick one. Yeah. West Coast, eight and 12. North. Two, three, and future one. So they get West two, Coast. Two, three, and a future and one. And a future one. Whose pick is it? So two is West Coast's. Yeah, yeah. Whose is a future Three pick? is GWS. And the future one, I imagine, would be Port Adelaide's. I'm going to guess Port Adelaide. Doesn't say in the tweet. Uh, then a bunch of other convoluted pick swaps. So outside of all of that, there are other pick swaps involved. So, so if you're playing along at home, this can sometimes be hard to get your head around. You do have your own way of scaling all of this. Well, I like to, I like to, for lack of a, a better term, dumb it down. Yeah. When there's a future fourth for a future fourth or a few, you just cancel them Ignore out. Ignore them. Yeah, don't even listen to them. Because it's pick 60 for pick 68. Yeah. So just get rid of them. So for the, so the Rankin deal. Yeah. Yep. So Rankin goes to Gold Coast for 46 
future fourth and Rankin. Yep. And then Gold Coast get five, a future third, and a future fourth. Yep. There's two future fourths. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So effectively, it's Rankin and 46 mm-hmm. for five and a future third. Yeah, that's a way. And you can even simplify it even more if yep. you want, but that's that's the simplest. And the other one I wanted to just simplify uh, is the Jackson deal. Now, Toby Bedford's in there and it gets yeah. a bit yep. tricky. It sort of doesn't make sense. But take Bedford out. Jackson goes to Fremantle effectively for 13, a future first. And this is where I get a little presumptuous. Where do you reckon Freo will finish next year? Just a conservative. Top eight. Yeah. Bottom half of the top eight? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it'd be a range, yeah. So that pick would be about 12 or 13. Yeah. So let's call it 13, 13, and a future second. Yeah, fair enough. For Jackson. Yep. yep. That's 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 about what it is. 13, 13, and 40, I had it, for Jackson. Yeah, thereabouts. Doesn't feel like enough. I don't think it does. Doesn't Not. feel like enough. So this deal... I the, don't feel like you're getting a... He's a blue blood. Well, pick well, three. Yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah. He's still got to do it. He's so got does pick Rankin. three. So does Rankin. He's still got to do it. So th- th- these guys are they're not they're not they're not Sam Walsh, Max King. Uh, th- they're not. There's some blokes you pick up with the very pointiest end picks in the draft, mm-hmm. and you know they are going to be elite, mm-hmm. two hundred game plus players. With guys like Rankin and Jackson, there's a bit of there's a bit of grey with those two. I reckon. Jackson comes well. Jackson comes from a non-traditional background. Obviously, the basketballer. Yeah. Okay, so he's clearly got unbelievably mouth-watering athletic upside. Yeah, clearly, more than that. I want to see. He turned a grand. He helped turn a grand final yeah, no, on its ear. Yeah, with with his athleticism. Yes. Yeah. So it was the blokes at ground level who really did the finishing. Hang on, he was the one. Yeah, I know. No. There was a cut. Remember yeah, Clayton yeah. Oliver? I'm not. I'm not. I don't want. To, I don't want to sound like I'm going to. Don't talk me into potting Luke Jackson. No, 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 I'm not no, doing no, that. No. But I. But I don't know whether. And he could be better than he could be better than the blokes I've just mentioned. Luke Jackson could be a better player ultimately than Sam Walsh and Max King, for example. Just pick, pick plucking a couple out of the air. Um, Matt Rowe. You know what Matt Rowell's going to be? Matt Rowell's just going to be a 237-game AFL, yep. play a lot of very good football at AFL. And Ferris. Yeah, all of yep. that. Yep. But you don't know whether – and, and Rankin's razzle-dazzle, extreme talent. Yeah, he'll win you – I think this is a David King theory, isn't it? He'll win you two or three games a year by himself. He might win you a couple of games where he kicks six – in a close game, and you get over the line on the back of his brilliance. But is he is he only ever going to be a small to mid sized forward? Well, is he ever going to be Nick Dacos? My view was no, he won't be Nick Dacos. No, no, I don't think so. Na- Nick Dacos naturally understands where to run to mm, find the I'm ball. Get, this is sort of what I'm getting. He at. does play. They play. Their positions are polar opposites I, as I, well. I understand. Nick that. Dacos is put in a position to get the ball at every opportunity. Yeah. Yep because of how he disposes of it. Now, Rankin has to wait for it, and it has to come his way. And that's why I've said uh, on Trade Radio that at no, I'm okay with the all-in on Rankin, but at no stage is Rankin and Rochelle allowed to be inside 50. One of those two, because of the capital invested in both of them, pick now pick five and pick six and a lot of money in Isaac, one of the two has to be around the ball at all times. 
around the ball. One of the two, you can either, and this is, you can do it, you can be a same side winger like Andrew Gaff. If you watch the Eagles stoppages, Andrew Gaff is always the defensive side of the stoppage because they want to feed it back to him yep. to get him the ball. You can do it that way. You can do it as a, an extra forward who comes up around the ball like yep. Sam Walsh and Lipinski and plenty of others. Or you can be a genuine midfielder at times. I don't think they should ever have minutes and moments in the game when one of Rochelle and Rankin is not around Why the not? ball. Why not? A, because of what you spent on them. Mm. B, because the rest of the midfield needs it. Yeah. Because right. not many of them yeah, can yeah, run yeah. and yeah. have the silk that they have. Yep. Yep. So they've got a – what I'm interested in at Adelaide, and I don't know whether this is just the outside, you know, some of the sort of noise around the place, but I'm a big fan of Lockie Scholl, for example. You and I have spoken about Lockie Scholl. Yes, so, so am I. I'm a big fan of Lockie Scholl. Now, Lockie Scholl is, a, is, a, uh, is an outside – Yep, hard-running. Genuine wingman. You know, arc to arc. Elite kick on yep. both feet. Yep. But he's not a – Crash in, no. body on the line. Nope. That's not what he is. Nope. Now, it feels to me like Adelaide wants the crash in, body on the line. Now, now Matthew Nix and his coaching staff might expand that. This might have just been what he thought they needed to, to do. To build it. Yeah, yep. to build yep. the base. And, yeah. he might, and he might expand yeah. it out. But I don't know whether Rochelle and uh, Rankin are that. So, oh, it's well, you've got to change your philosophy. You can't have everyone do the same thing. Well, Tyson Stengel left the footy club. I mean, they had an All-Australian in their midst and they couldn't get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be interesting to see how some of the the players who, who like to roll the dice a bit, get ahead of the footy, run into space, need it to be got to them like a Rankin yep. needs to. He, he, yep. he, will take, he will take a punt a lot. And when it comes mm. off, it's going to look magnificent. And when it doesn't, you've either He'll, got to... He, he will risk a goal to get a goal. Mm. And coaches don't like that. No. They don't like, they'd rather stop a goal than score a goal. Some in some more than others, <laughs> you know? Well, you know that better than I do. Trade updates for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. So we'll see what uh, comes to pass of uh, that Horn Francis deal. So Damo reckons one's still in play, and Mark McGowan has uh, just tweeted uh, an, a quite extravagant four-way um, oh. play. So we'll see if any of that comes to pass. Don't forget, trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Uh, let's get to your calls. Mark's in South Melbourne. Welcome to the show, mate. G'day, guys. I'm a mad, passionate St Kilda supporter, and I reckon my football club has got every tyre power, mobile unit, looking after our recruiters, our list managers. What are we doing? We've got Zach Jones out of contract. We've got Brad Hill probably going and... North Melbourne, Hunter Clark down in North Melbourne, and it's our 150th year. We've had more changes off-field, but we do nothing on-field. I'm just over it. You know, Gallagher's been there for three years. We've had four workmen. We've had... Deary didn't play a game last year and was on the list. Can you tell us anything positive about St Kilda? And the only thing I can think of positive... If Calm had such a wonderful year, we only finished behind them on percentage. So there's a lot of St Kilda supporters who are, you hear them occasionally um, ring through at this period of time, Mark, wondering what's going on. Ben Long's the other one. I mean, mm. he's gone and he finished third. Was he third in the BNF, Ben Long? Um, oh, w- no. I wouldn't no. think. No, it wasn't top no. 10. I'll, I'll take Jeez. that back. Sorry. Uh, but, he, but he's an improving player and um, had become you know, an important player. 
uh, at St Kilda. So, so he's also gone. Hunter Clark looks like he's going to stay more likely than leave yes, now. Yes, yep, staying. So that's, that's the latest there. But um, they're a bit they're a bit yeah. stuck uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't think the oh, what are their I should have uh, what are their picks? Their picks. They've got pick nine. Yes, as we sit in now, nine and twenty-eight are their two prime picks at this stage. Okay, well that's where I would uh, see. Adam Kearney and I spoke about this this morning. So we didn't use nine, but St Kilda would have been. So Jackson's gone, that deal's done. But mm. we were we were uh, speaking about if Melbourne wanted a, a top 10 pick, would you split, you know, would you would you give up nine for, so Melbourne had 13. Would you give up nine for 13 and 21? And I, and in St Kilda's case, I, won, I don't know if yeah. there are many clubs if it were me, I, I would I would do that. Well, it depends what you think of the draft. If you but think there's a good player the, at 20. It's not the NFL where it's the quarterbacks are going to be here. No, no, no. And then, oh, gee, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's, it's mids. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, they're yeah. all, they're yeah. all, you know. Yeah. If there's outstanding key forwards, they're going at the top anyway. So you're not getting access to them at nine. If I was St Kilda, I just think they need no. to acquire top-end talent. Mm. Top-end talent. Mm. We've said, like, you know, get some more A-graders in there. I would I would turn now. You're not guaranteed to get a, an A grader at nine. You're definitely not guaranteed to get it at thirteen. You can and get you're them wrong. Not guaranteed yeah. to get them at twenty one. But if you got thirteen and twenty one, it's more chance of getting one than it is at nine because you got two picks. Alex is in. Yep, Alex is in North Lake over there in WA. Welcome to the show, mate. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, don't agree with you, Josh. Oh, sorry. The Eagles trading two for um, eight and twelve. I just can't see why they're doing it. They're Drafting record has been appalling in recent years. The last time they recruited someone or drafted someone of any note was um, Oscar Allen, and that was back in 2017. That's mm. five years ago. You know, the, yep. the, the picking of talent is, is poor. So why wouldn't they put the gun at Buddy Port Adelaide's head and say, we want Georgiades for that rehold? There's a bit of this going on at the moment. There's a couple of, I mean, North Melbourne supporters, some Alex are a bit annoyed with the prospect of their club shifting Horn Francis for what they think is not enough. Mm. I mean, if you look at the way uh, Josh has kind of pared back the assessment of picks going from Fremantle to Melbourne for Luke Jackson, that doesn't feel, I mean, if you, if you believe in Luke Jackson, 13 this year and 13 next year, there or thereabouts, that doesn't feel like it's enough. It just no. doesn't. It no. doesn't. That feels, in fact... You know, if you if you're a believer in Lou Jackson, that feels like it's way unders. Well, that's that was my view, particularly on the back of the fact that he is a number three overall pick. He's a number three overall pick. Mm. That is that is a, a significant amount of capital spent on mm. one player. The the pick, the investment of money and time and energy, and to only get thirteen and thirteen back. He's had feels, that, yeah. Feels light. And he's had some elite AFL experience already. When, particularly when he's been afforded the opportunity to be the main man in the ruck. Now, we know, you know, he might not get that at Fremantle either. But you do know that if he gets the opportunity, mm. I saw him play against the Lions against Oscar McInerney. Thought he was the second best player in the ground. So on exposed form, mm. the grand final, third quarter, on exposed form, he's pretty good in there. Let's get to Jack, who does want to speak about Luke Jackson. Fire away, mate. Um, yeah, I've been listening to you guys. I know, I can't believe what you're saying. Luke Jackson, um, you know, was contributor in winning our grand final. And uh, um, I'm glad that uh, 
you know, he has decided to go home because he's done his job at Melbourne and uh, Melbourne are doing the right thing by and by sending him home and getting what we can for him. The thing is, we believe that if he's not going to be traded the way Melbourne wanted him, he was going to leave anyway. So at least we get something back. And to say that he's not going to play 200 games, he's a damn champion and he'll play more 200 games than uh, Max at St Kilda. You've got to realise Max at St Kilda lost the game to get them in the finals. Did you remember that? And you're talking about Max being a better selection than uh, than Luke Jackson on the trade. I couldn't believe when I heard that, fellas. And you got to understand, Luke Jackson has got so much potential to come and he will play really well for Fremantle. And good luck to him. As a Melbourne supporter, I'm very glad that he's gone over back home because you can't have a player who doesn't want to stay in Melbourne because you'll be unhappy. No, it's all, I love your spirit, Jack, and good on you for, def, for you defending your player. If uh, you've, you've got a Signet Boost power bank coming, you are valued at fifty nine ninety five. Signet Boost power bank is going to keep your phone, tablet, earbuds about twenty four seven. Twenty four hours a day. Thank you very much. A lot of callers after this. Uh, who do you want? Uh, answer me on the other side of the break. If you can have Max King or Luke Jackson. Who are you taking? Mm. Answer after this. <laughs> Josh, back to our calls in a moment. Well, you've just, your interest has been piqued by something that Cal Toomey. Yes, Cal Toomey's. Re- not uh, Toomey, it's a silent W. To me. Toomey. To you me. beautiful surname. A beautiful surname. Beautiful surname. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Cal Toomey <laughs> on Twitter. Adelaide offered three first-round picks for the number one pick last year to get Jason Horn Francis. So Adelaide could have had Horn Francis and given these for players three two first-rounders. Okay, yep, go on. With said first-rounders, yep. because the deal fell over or North didn't accept it, the Crows have ended up using the picks on Josh Rochelle, okay, uh, number six pick last year, yep. Jordan Dawson, mm-hmm. and Isaac Rankin. Jordan, okay, there you go. Dawson, <clears throat> yeah. Rochelle, and Rankin. You wouldn't trade those three for Horn Francis, right no, here, right no, now. No, no, just as a pure sort of. Exercise. You wouldn't have traded no, those three last year. No, no year, chance. Right? No chance. No, you'd rather have those three. No, no knock on the kid, no. but you'd rather have those Under three any circumstance. on your list than the kid hmm. any day of the week. Who would you take, Jackson or M King? Max King. Yep. With with with, and I can say that with. A level of confidence. And I can also say that knowing people who listen to the show a lot know that I – there aren't many bigger Luke Jackson uh, supporters No, you're than a huge me. fan. No, no, no. It's not a knock said on Luke Jackson. 12 mil. It's, you did. It's not a knock. Not to, to say you like Mac, you take Max King ahead of Luke Jackson, and I appreciate our caller before getting quite upset about uh, the assessment of Luke Jackson – you're measuring him against the finest young key position talent in the country. Max King. When you do that. Will get okay. his goal-kicking issues sorted out. Yep. Yep. He will because he's a level-headed young man and with repetition and comfort of kicking in front of people and comfort of missing three in a row and not missing the fourth, he will be a... He will be a 60-plusser most most years. Ron's in Box Hill uh, has jumped on the line. Where, where do you want to take the conversation, Ron? Hello, Ron. Rockin'. Rockin' Ronnie out there in bustling Box Hill. What do you got for us? 
It's Rob. Rob. Well, it said Rod on the thing. Hey, Rob what? from Box Hill. Hello. Hello, Rob. Robbie. So you after Ron. Well, Ron, we did nah. have Ron on the screen. His brother uh, Rob will do. But are you are you Rob from Box Hill? Yeah, mate. Well, yeah. I, uh, give us I a wanted bit of to pick out. you up on the Jackson. Uh, I wanted to pick you up on the Jackson assessment as well. Go on. Um, I we just threw Sam Walsh in there as a blue blood and sort of not up to that sort of level. But no. the thing about Jackson is he's he's a unique commodity. There's plenty of Sam Walshers that'll come through drafts. The hard-working, hard-running, elite future captain material. There's going to be several in every draft unless he does something incredibly unique with the footy, mm. which he doesn't really do, but he's mm. a great player. Mm. Uh, the equivalent unique commodity of a of a Jackson would be a really unique midfielder, whether that's a Judd or a, a something, something unique. Mm. But Jackson's there's not many Luke Jacksons that get around, and he's played probably, in my opinion, the best 50 games of a young Ruckman, and that's included a rising star. Not many Ruckman win their rising star because they're not real, they're not supposed to be that good that young. They're not even getting they're a game. Well, Nick Nat Nui says hello, but yeah, keep going. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. In his uh, first 50, so, uh, Nat Nui's first 50. He's done it all, and. Uh, he, he should be getting fetching a lot more than what he got today, oh. and a lot more than the equivalent deals happening, like the Taranto deal and this sort of thing. So we on that, hey, Rob, we agree, we, you, we agree with everything. You've missed my point. It was my point about Sam Walsh v. Luke Jackson, and, and I think you've slightly missed my point. My point is, is simply this. With a player like Sam Walsh, and j- just use him as an example because he's about Vimo's level – um, and bankable kid that's come out of the draft in in many years. You know what you're going to get from him, and it's going to be 250 games at a very consistent level. Now, what I said about Luke Jackson, th- there's no guarantee that Luke Jackson is going to be as good a player as Sam Walsh over the over the guts of his career. But if he he could he could give. Sam Walsh and Winburn on the way past. Yeah, and that's what... If the, he gets to where some people think he can get to. That's what this time of the year is all of about. Of course it is. The predictive nature of what a player will become. Let's not... Uh, Rob, let's not sell Sam Walsh short. There are not four or five Sam Walshers coming through every draft. Let's just not... Definitely not get it twisted. No, I'm glad I'm, I didn't want to say that, but well, I'm glad you... You nearly did. tipped over your, off your chair. No, but I didn't. No, no, no. For good reason, no. because... Sam Walsh, I would probably take Sam Walsh over Luke Jackson. Probably, because I am getting... Well, that does surprise me. I am getting... Well, I know, barring long-term injuries and multiple... not I can cop one long-term injury over 12 years, because I'm getting 11 years of good footy. <laughs> yes. Barring three or four long-term injuries, I am going to get Sam Walsh, borderline, or all Australian, probably... Yeah, half of those years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would take that over Jackson and what he might be because the only, the only, the only nitpicky, nitpickiness I can find with Jackson is the ruckmen are enormous, and he's I don't know if he stands two hundred centimeters tall. No, well, he's he's even more mouth watering and alluring than just as a ruckman. It's what he does. Anyway, so so we know it. We we we're, we're, it's good. 
He's one ninety nine. Oh, there, there you go. go. There you go. Uh, Pete's in Gladstone Park. Peter, before you get and to I the news, I told you not to believe those heights. <laughs> Welcome, Pete. Fremantle, the new Adrian Dodoro of the draft, mate. If you have a look at their recent history, they pay thirteen, pick thirteen, and a future first round for Luke Jackson. That's a joke. Then they held out when uh, Lockie Weller wanted to go back to the Gold Coast and finishing up they uh, with pick two, which mm. they got Brayshaw with. They need to be sorted out, mate. <laughs> well, I think you're giving them a pat on the back, aren't you? I think so. I no, think well... Aren't you giving one them a way, pat on the back? In one way, yes. Well, in one way, in one way I am, but surely Melbourne could have held out and got West Coast involved in this deal. They yeah. had picked two. It did seem that, that, well, there was, you know, if you believe some of the speculation, pick two was never going to be part of it. And um, Fremantle's clearly been discussing, you know, life after Melbourne with Luke Jackson and his people for a long time. Um, and maybe West Coast never really got in. Maybe they never got no. in. No, I think West Coast have decided to, like St Kilda, acquire some as much top-end talent as they can. So they're going to split two for what is it? Eight and well, 12. You, if, you if, told Mark, me that if Mark McGowan's tweet's right. Two for eight and 12. And okay. I like it because, okay. yeah, you could get picked two and get an elite young kid, but why not try and get two? Yeah, why not? Uh, we're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it in Berwick BMW. Magnificent crew down there. They've got pre-loved vehicles all over the place uh, right now for immediate delivery. So if you're in the market, get down to Neil Phillips and his team and... Have a look. Nice work, Stonecott. Uh, just looking at the release of the West Coast Eagles Pride Jumper for the AFLW round, Pride round that's coming up this weekend. Magnificent jumper the Eagles have put out. That is absolutely superb. Go and have a look at that. It's 10 out of 10 for what it's worth, Joshua. I'm sure it is. For what uh, it's worth. Andrew. Craig's on the road. Uh, good afternoon to you, Craig. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, g'day, boys. I just um, thought I'd... You're talking about Luke Jackson and... Um, Thing. I thought I'd ring up and give an unbiased view as a Geelong supporter, um, which I think the Melbourne guy that rang up might have his blinkers on. Uh, I'd be picking Max King every day of the week. Luke Jackson's a good footballer, but this Max King, like JJ said, if he can sort out his kicking yips, he could win the Coleman for the next 10 years in a row. Mm. He's, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. He, he, probably, he probably won't win 10 in a row, Craig, but I, I, I like what you're saying. He, uh, Max King can, what I... What makes players unicorns or unique is having unicorns. a skill. Have a listen to you. Having a skill <laughs> that no one else. Oh, do you want to roll through the other 17 um, jumpers? Unicorns. What makes. So, yeah, there you go. What makes. Yes. What makes a, a player rare is having a skill that others just cannot possess and cannot stop. He can jump up. Mm. And grab the ball out of the sky at a point that almost every other uh, defender can't reach. They no, just can't reach. No, no, I agree. He and his mo- his mobility f- and and a, a capacity to um, get the footy below his mm. knees for and a man of I his even, size is a joke. And I would probably take his brother first before him. Well, I thought you have said that in the past. That's how good yeah. he is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, for the sake of the extended conversation, I wouldn't, mm. but but I appreciate the fact that you would. Um, it's and it isn't, this is the great thing about footy. We have the caller person. No, you or I or anyone who's rung up yet has been right or wrong. No, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Brad's in Greenvale has jumped on the line. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. 
How are you, fellas? Very well, thank you. Uh, just in regards to King and Jackson, I just think with the direction the game's going in, uh, there's so much value placed on a utility player compared to Max King, who I'd see as more of an authentic forward with less versatility than Jackson. So, you know, I'd say in that case, Jackson's got my vote. Jack, okay, right, there you go. So you see, you take the extra strings to the bow. The thing about Max King, he, he you could, and, you, and they have, you can use him in the ruck if you need to. You can throw him in there. But do you have a view about absolute thoroughbred key forwards and having them run around on the ball from time to time? Uh, do you have a, just a general kind of blanket <laughs> philosophy about this sort of stuff? Uh no, not really. Okay. No, no, no. I know where you, I know what you're alluding to, mm. but I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. And because I, when's the last time you saw a, when's the last time you saw a, uh, a ruckman who's not a full time ruckman get injured in the ruck? Um, well, a couple of these. Uh, sorry, a ruckman who's not a full time ruckman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd need to. I don't know. I'd need to. That's a good question. And there probably is a couple, but but not a lot. Yeah. The the upside of uh, not being strapped to the forward fifty and waiting for opportunities and being starved yeah. is uh, outweighs. So the ability to go and get the ball and be involved in the game and feel good about yourself outweighs the risk of getting injured. Yeah, no, I take that on board. I, I just, but I know <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Hey, just before we get to Andrew, uh, we we're talking about Matt Crouch on Friday. Um, AFL.com.au are quoting... He's on the move. Uh, I'll be quoting Damien Barrett again from AFL uh, Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. And, of course, our trade updates come from uh, somewhere else. Uh, Crows list manager Justin Root says Matt Crouch will be at Adelaide next year. Oh. Crouch 27 pledged. But it's what I think we've been pretty consistent leading into the trade period. Uh, yeah, he's spoken to the boys on Trade Radio. So your man, Matt Crouch, will be at Adelaide next year as we sit here now at uh, 4.42 on Monday, the 10th day of October. Everything's well, subject go. to change. Mm. Andrew's in Thomastown. Good afternoon to you, mate. Afternoon, Jens. Look, just a bit of a change tactic. But look, the Blues don't need anyone else that can kick behind, so I don't want either of them. But anyway, just a pox to my club, Carlton. I hate when anyone wears... Navy blue and puts on the the, the bloody Don sash. Let Sidiford walk to the preseason draft. Let the Bombers pay for him. Screw <laughs> him. <laughs> and I think I think Carlton have sort of done the right thing. I mean, he's it's clearly an area where they have depth in that part of the ground. And um, Will Setterfield is an inside midfielder who has been asked to play behind the footy and off a wing and areas that you know probably just don't suit him. So he's now in the Sweeter spot from a maturity perspective yep. that yep. his AFL career is going to experience. So let him um, prove his worth in the position he's best suited. Yep. And, and if it can't be a Carlton, it should be somewhere else. Club Carlton didn't need him. Whereas, well, that's exactly Bruce right. Didn't necessarily need uh, what he was. No, need him at his best position. No, that's right. Um, thanks for your call, Andrew. Tony's in queue at seventeen minutes to five. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Thanks for taking the call. Just a quick one on Jaden Hunt. Mm. Um, as you know, he's been uh, he's going to West Coast. Uh, he's been around the AFL system for quite a while through the Demons. And with your rich knowledge of football, boys, I'm just thinking uh, 
where do you see Jaden Hunt playing his best football as West Coast, at West Coast? Uh, roughly how much do you think he'd be getting paid by the Eagles? And then after you've answered that question, I've got to comment on the AFLW Melbourne team. Oh, okay. Gee, uh, uh, he'll play half back. He'll add some run and dash because West Coast need a bit. Absolutely. They play a, a methodical style mm. and it won them a premiership, so let's not be too critical of it. But they need some some uh, dash and some boldness and brashness in their game. Yep, no As idea what how he's much in. he's getting. Don't, I don't know. No idea. Don't know. Don't care to be honest. Yeah, no. But he's he'll be he's a he's a much needed type of player for them at the moment. Tony, what did you want to say about Daisy Pearce and her mob? Well, I don't know if you saw the game that they played uh, yesterday against Footscray. Outstanding. Did you, did you have a chance to see uh, it? Outstanding. I was going to just say. That would be the purest and the most entertaining and most brilliant um, AFLW team that I've seen go around. I know that Adelaide have won premierships and so on, but the way that the Melbourne girls moved the ball, their dash and dare, pinpoint accuracy, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic viewing and all credit to those girls and all credit to the Melbourne coaching staff for what they, what they have created and developed. Here, here, Tony. It's theirs, I reckon, to lose this year. They're, they're cherry ripe. And it's great to see Taylor Harris. She's been a lightning rod for, you know, commentary for a long time, ever since the AFLW started, for, you know, for a whole lot of reasons. She has found her place at Melbourne. She's back where it all started when she was that 16-year-old playing those exhibition games when mm-hmm. it was Footscray and the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne playing. She looks like a content individual. She's playing really good footy at Melbourne and she's an icing on the cake type player for that footy team. Tony, your observations are bang on. It's a quarter to five. Lee Stock is going to join us after the five o'clock news. A lot uh, to talk to him about, particularly given the fact that it's International uh, Mental Health Day right around the world and um, he's done some magnificent stuff with Beyond Blue that has been accessed by a lot of people. We'll talk to the young man when he joins us uh, very, very shortly. Brendan's in Brunswick East uh, before we get stuck into any of that. Good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, boys. How's it going? Yeah, very well. Thank Thanks. Um, just wanted to give my thoughts on the Max King versus Luke Jackson sort of debate. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty simple that it's Max King. Um, but, you know, Luke Jackson's a fine football player, but the, the teams that win don't pay big money for a ruckman outside of, outside of maybe Max Gorn. When's the last time an expensive ruckman won a flag? Um, and all of the stats really point to hit-outs don't really matter. And you can probably find a half-decent ruckman at half the price. And key forwards are what really matter. Mm, it's a, so, so why is Jackson more appealing well, than, than more your traditional... Than just, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, so he, that, he can be more than just uh, just a tap ruckman. Uh Feels like an anomaly. I I I know it's there the the ruck thing and you know the fact it's been a while aside from Max Gorn that there's been a a, a dominant uh, superstar ruck yep. that has been a part yep. of a premiership. But it feels like a just you'd rather have if you're offered one at the start of the year you'd take one, right? Okay, let me ask you this, and this is based on last. It's probably going to be an obvious answer given the fact that Dacos had the sort of season he had, right? Mm. But you've got number one. You got the pick. You got number one pick in an open draft last year, right? Mm-hmm. You can have, and on your draft board, it's come down to you. And everybody in your recruiting and list management team is staring at you 
and they're saying we've got this kid Sam Darcy who's two hundred and four and can play everywhere, mm. and we got we got Dakes. So we've got Darcy's kid and Dakes's kid. Yep. And you've got pick one. Vastly different types of players. Mm. Who do you take with the number one pick last year? Uh Darcy. Why? Yeah. Well, you are you're sure that he's going to develop into a, an yep. elite talent somewhere. You don't know where. where? Maybe yep. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just just a bit harder to find. The allure of the two meter block. The allure of the unicorn. Say that again. <laughs> say the say unicorn again. Unicorn. That is magnificent. Three times from you in one day is elite from you. Uh, great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Jay Jenkins in the studio for the rest of this week. Uh, we'll get back to all the trade stuff a bit later on. Julio will jump in after five thirty to bring us up to date with everything that's taken place today and the kind of lay of the land, but pretty significant day around the world. Internationally, it's the um, uh, Mental Health Day right around the world where awareness and uh, destigmatization and uh, encouraging conversations is pivotal to um, a day like this. And Liam Stocker's a name that's been mentioned from a, a trade list management perspective on a radio station like this for the last couple of weeks for obvious reasons. But the work he's been doing in raising awareness just by telling his story, particularly through the Beyond Blue platforms in recent times, um, gives us cause to just pause, I reckon, and welcome him into the studio and say good day and have a chat. So, uh, g'day. Thanks for coming in for a chat. Good to see you. Thank you for having me, boys. Why, why um, before we get into, you know, at the very end of this, we'll talk about where your footy's at and, you know, what hopefully comes next for you. But um, did, did you have to. F- find something within yourself that um, allowed you to feel comfortable at a really young age to start to open up and start telling your story the way you have, particularly in recent times through some of the Beyond Blue stuff that you've been doing? Uh, yeah, I don't really enjoy doing it that much. Like, it's a bit, um, leaves you shaking in your boots a bit. Like, I did a documentary earlier this year and that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, mm. um, talking to a camera about why I am the way I am. And um, unfortunately for me, like, my experience is pretty public, um, whether for good or for bad. Um, but I think for the most part, I just understood that when I was 14 or 15, I had no one to listen to like this, um, who was within my age demographic, you know, um, unfortunately when you're 15, 16 years old and you listen to, to a 45 year old talk about their experience, it doesn't really resonate. So, um, I guess it's a bit of a scare tactic, some could call it, but um, for the most part, I just want there to be representation um, and a bit of connection where there often isn't. When Can you remember how old you were when you – we'll go through your kind of chrono, chronologically, we'll go through your story as we have a chat, but can you remember how old you were when you first had some kind of awareness that you just you just weren't fitting, you just weren't feeling connected to everything that was around you the way that – maybe you thought you should be? I reckon if I had it, had more awareness at a younger age, I probably would have realised it sooner, but probably only 16 or 17 okay, right on. when yep. I really realised I wasn't fitting in very well. And it wasn't because I was different or anything like that. It was just because I wasn't very good at it. Um, you know, that, that was pretty typical of early signs of um, social anxiety, <laughs> which, you know, like I'd never heard those two words put in a sentence together. So um, yeah, probably 16 or 17, I started to really struggle socially at school. Um, but I always had like little ticks, like obsessive compulsive behaviors and things like that. And for some, you know, it never turns into anxiety or depression, God forbid. But, um, for me, they were like early triggers that maybe I might fall down that path. Just, just lay it out. Social anxiety for those who don't know 
what it means or what it looks like? Just sort of lay it out as much as you're comfortable. What sort of examples can you give us of social anxiety? Um, I think at school the most common stuff was just stressing out about and and anxiety is worrying about what might or might not happen, by the way. Mm. Um, but social anxiety in particular is just um, intense stress about social situations. So talking to people you don't know, even for me, like sometimes it was talking to people I do know about stuff I didn't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but sort of just running through every possible situation that things could go wrong in your head. Um, so at school that, you know, the most common examples of that are like where I sit in class, um, where I sit at lunchtime, who I speak to, like there would have been a hundred scenarios going through my head. Um, and probably the reason it's so bad, particularly for people with anxiety is that, um, you get so mentally fatigued that you just can't deal with a stressor if it does pop up. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was how it looked at school. I think nowadays I'm, I'm really in control of things, which is great, but, um, particularly at the football club, like I struggled coming in and just speaking to the other boys cause I didn't know them that well when I first came in. Um, I struggled with, you know, time trials and things like that because socially I was worried, you know, if you run a bad one. <laughs> you're dead. Um, so for the most part, it's just worrying about um, things that may or may not happen, but it's the intense worry about those social situations, conversations, um, and particularly, you know, situations where you might feel uncomfortable. And does does that the intense anxiety that you're talking about? Does that have a does that manifest physically? Like you talk about, let's talk about the, the sort of anxiety levels that you're you were dealing with, and then you've got to go and run a two or three three k time trial. Can it actually affect your physical output? Do you get so worried about it in the lead up to it that it that it has a physical impact? I don't know if it ever happened with a time trial. I certainly found it, and Andrew Russell's a guru with this yeah. kind of stuff, and and he helped me like immeasurably over my time at Carlton with it, but. Um, there were times, you know, like I've had a few stress fractures over my time and there's no doubt, you know, it's a contributing factor. It's not what causes anything, Mm. but for the most part, it's a contributing factor and it can influence your sleep and things like that. And we all know how important those things are. So, um, yeah, I I guess like it can have a performance impact, um, for some, but it's not big enough to To, to call it the sole reason for anything like that. Yeah. 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 Hey boys, I hate to, I just intervene and we'll get back to, uh, in fact, we'll get your thoughts on it. Yes, we will. Uh, so the mega deal has been AFL approved. So North Melbourne, the Giants, Port Adelaide and West coast are all involved. Horn Francis and Rioli will go to Port. The Giants will get pick one. West Coast will get pick eight and 12. North will get picks two, three, and a future first round pick. And then there's a heap of other pick swaps involved as well. So there's a fair bit. We'll we'll unpack it later, obviously, but there's a fair bit to get your head around there. I didn't think something like that would be able no. to stand up. and not, not, not through the rules, just all the clubs agree to... It's pretty dramatic. <laughs> that done. is pretty. That's pretty dramatic. So we'll, we'll unpack all of that yes. when Julio jumps in after 5.30. Kel Toomey and... AFL.com.au. But instant reaction, biggest yeah. trade that's ever happened. I Close. just can't believe that many clubs are in agreement. <laughs> yeah, that's frankly. what I that's well, the bit that I well, can't. Well, not with a future first round pick. Um the pick one this year, the pick two well, the pick two this year, the pick three this year. Yeah, it's not any future. old. No, no they're not, not, they're, not <laughs> they're not throwing away picks deep into the into the draft here. <laughs> that's incredible. So without I don't so you you're actually given this kind of um you know, being displaced in the hub and moving away from home as a young kid and then coming back to Melbourne through your through your old man's work and trying to find your feet and fit in. I wonder whether you've got a view on what this might mean to a couple of players in the middle of this. And I don't, don't speculate if you don't feel comfortable, but clearly Jason Horn Francis last year felt um, unsettled being away from 
South Australia. It meant a lot to him to be around his family unit, perhaps more so than um, some hard liners around the game. He go, just suck it up, kid, and, you know, this is a great career. And, and Junior Rioli's the other one who, um, despite the fact that West Coast have supported him through some, you know, turbulent and troubling times, he, he wanted to get uh, around some um, people who are close to him. How much could that impact and this is different than the stuff that you're talking about, but just being happy in your life and settled around people that mean a lot to you, how much of an impact might that have on a couple of these young footballers? I think for them, it's it's a decision-making process that, like, the only thing that can really influence it is what's making them happy. And, you know, for me, yeah. like, my family's massive for me too, don't get me wrong, but um, the opportunity to play footy for eight or ten years and then move back there is too great. Um, but I think for some guys, like particularly Jason, he's a super talented football player. And if it's an option, then, you know, mm, yeah. you, and you feel like you're going to play better football there. And yeah. I, I'd assume it's the same with Willie. Um, they're both super talented guys. Like if they feel like they're going to play better football there, then it's probably a win-win for both, especially if they don't feel comfortable at the club they're at. Mm. Give, give, give me your, just before we could go. Well, with, with, sorry, I just think a, a lot of these, deci- a lot of the, this, a lot more decisions that we're seeing now, are, they're as much environmental decisions as they are playing decisions. I, I agree with that. You spend... Two hours a week playing and 20 hours a week training is a fair few hours to make up in the week. And a lot of these players are making environmental decisions. I think it puts the onus back on the football clubs as well to make sure your environment's as good as possible. It does. Yeah. Jack Bowes is a perfect example, isn't he? Almost everyone would say, why would you go to Geelong? Because are you even going to get a game? Yeah, go to Hawthorne, go to Essendon. He's, he's obviously been sold by the environment and it's, you know, the club's won a premiership. So the environment's at an all-time high. And he's chosen to go there and the footy, I don't know I want to speak for him, but the footy might even be secondary. I want to go to a great environment and hopefully my footy flows with it. Well, the money's guaranteed. I mean, we were talking earlier. I <laughs> said so that's, but that, but you know, no, but that, that's not yeah, an issue for is, him. Of course, like, do you yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, it's that's, a factor. That, yeah. that's, he doesn't have to worry about that. Well, you're guaranteed a couple of years at least. Mm, that's right, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Geelong earlier. They've let Mark O'Connor, who played in the premiership side this year, he's played, he's gone and played. Um, garlic footy for Kerry on the weekend in their basically in their semi-final. Now, there'd be a lot of clubs who would say, no, no, you're not going to go and play high-level sport where you might get injured to do it. But in terms of the what comes back the other way, in terms of the human, but the investing in the – we hear this a bit, don't we? The investment in the person, what you might get back uh, if you do that as a footballer, you don't really know until you do it. I think it's – it's still got to go on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, if you're yeah. a soft tissue risk, there's no way in hell you should be like – and I don't think Mark is from from what I understand of his career. But I think, yeah, what you get back in terms of um, community, like I know a lot of the Geelong boys were over there as well. Like yeah, they were. The kind yeah. of culture and connection you get from stuff like that, it had meant a lot to, to Mark, I assume, and it had meant a lot to the boys that he wanted them over there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can lose in that situation. Yeah. But, I mean, we'd be talking very differently if, if he did get injured or – or something like that. I think for the most part, it's it's a great investment in him as well in the <laughs> football club. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm keen to to ask you, Liam, about you know, your current situation. But what's your current uh, frame of mind in terms of where you're at? You, there's a lot of unknowns. If you had an opportunity, I'm sure you feel like there were more opportunities that you you would have loved to have received that you didn't. So, what's your? How do you? You know, you're still training. You're saying that you're training hard at the moment. How do you? How do you maintain the rage? Is it just purely that next opportunity? What's what does it look like for you each and every morning? Um, oh, maintaining the rage is pretty easy. Like there's a lot of external motivation um, mm. at the moment, and that's not always there. But I'm pretty lucky to have it at mm. the moment. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just trying to stay ready as much as I can. Um, I'm in a in a position where you get no guarantees. So um, for me, it's just staying ready. Um, if that's you know a contract as a delisted free agent, then super. If that's a train on spot, then super. Um, if that means I have to go and play VFL next year, super. Um, I started to really enjoy my football at the back end of this year, and mm. um, you know, no one can take that away from me now. Um, I know how to enjoy my footy. So whatever yep. level that's at, um, I'm still really confident. You know, I can be a really good AFL player. I've never really lost that belief, and um, albeit over a tumultuous, you know, yep. four years at <laughs> the football club, um, I've still maintained that belief. Um, I guess it's just staying ready and, and being in the best possible position to um, to be a value to a football club. Uh, do you feel more equipped because it's a it's a really unknown situation? You spoke about you know anxiety and those different things. Do you you feel more equipped, or you still have to really check yourself at different stages? With the, I guess, the fear of the unknown. Um, I think um, sometimes the language around like mental health can be a bit skewed. Like it's always a management thing. Mm. Like it never really goes away. And particularly, I left mine go for so long that it's a everyday management thing. But um, I think I'd be really worried about myself if this happened two years ago mm. um, because I wasn't in a position to deal with it well. But at the moment, um, I'm just really grateful for what I do have. Um, and what I do have is loving family and a girlfriend. And I know it's a cliche, but um, I know next year, regardless of where I'm playing footy, I'm going to be having fun. So um, as much as I'd love that to be in the AFL, um, sometimes footy's not fair and, and that might be the scenario. What's the most important thing or things to being able to deal with these sorts of challenges? Um, depends on who you are. Um, for me, it's my support network. Mm. So being able to have um, people who I trust tell me how it is. Um, so whether that's my dad, my manager, um, particularly dad, because he's, he's brilliant at it. Um, he knows when I'm not quite right and he knows when I have to get a serve. Um, and I know some parents aren't comfortable doing that, but dad knows it gets the best out of me. Um, my girlfriend's really good at it. Um, she notices when I'm down or when I'm too high up. Um, I think for the most part, trusting them to, to recorrect if I can't, Mm. um, that's sort of been my weapon over the last couple of years now is that um, if I start sliding, like I can pick it up in a matter of minutes rather than what it used to be, which was, you know, weeks, months at a time. Um, that's my greatest superpower now. Like mm. stuff goes wrong and I just get on with things. Um, so, so what would you tell, it, it, like it's quarter past five, so there's a chance that there's, you know, kids, 14, 15, 16 year old kids in cars going home from footy with their mums and dads or whatever, listening to the radio station. If what 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 would you, what do you tell them if there's kids that are that they haven't had it diagnosed they haven't they haven't got a name to put to the way they feel or the challenges they know they're um, confronting but haven't had somebody else kind of come to the party yet what what would you say to them in terms of being a starting point to kind of you know get yourself heading in a better direction um, there's a heap. Uh, there's a heap of uh, resources you can use. So um, the first step is um, you can go to your GP and you can get a mental health care plan, um, which often involves a psychologist as well. Mm. Um, you've got the big three, which is a psychologist, psychiatrist, medication. Um, that's if you're a little bit further down the line. Um, if you feel like you're a danger to yourself or others, um, there's Lifeline, Beyond Blue, um, for men, the Black Dog um, Association, um, which operates mainly in Victoria. But there's a heap of avenues. I, I think the the big thing to encourage is to not lose hope. Like there's help around the corner. Um, you've just, honestly, you've just got to look for it a little bit. Um, 
but even using your family as a resource, like yeah. they care about you um, and they're willing to put the work in for you. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me, like telling my parents about it, it was really difficult, but now I get the most resources out of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be open with it. Um, you know, nobody's going to hack at you for, for experiencing feelings the way you are. Um, just be confident that the people you tell are the people you care about and they care about you. Um, not much can go wrong from there. How does it all marry up? So you go back to when you were 16. So, you, you've, you know, you, your dad went and worked in, in Beijing and you went over as a young kid. It was six or seven years later you came back and then, you know, you're already into the kind of team sport. It's already, it's grip jar and that's what you want to do. When you get to 16 and you're on an elite pathway, which you were at that stage, you'd already been identified as a, you know, as a high-level potential footballer. How does it marry up? So you've got the the physical um, face value, superficial side of you that can't get any better. Good-looking kid, good footballer, got everything going for me. And yet what you're experiencing internally doesn't seem to be going along for the ride. How was how that to deal with? Um, it's probably the most confusing part of it for me, and that's what I struggled with the most until really I spoke to a psychiatrist um, who explained the hormonal effect. Like before that, um, it's quite hard to get a grips with. I didn't really feel like I'd have had any real struggles in my lifetime. Like I got to live overseas. Um, you know, I was, some would call me a silver platter. Um, so for the most part, I had nothing really to complain about, but I think the guilt of feeling that way almost compounds the issue. Um, so for me, it, it took a really long time. You know, that COVID season was pretty much all about working through the things I had going on. Um, but yeah, I guess I was, um, I was pretty remiss just of thinking of the things I didn't have for a lot of that time rather than the things I did. Um, and it's funny how, you know, a change of your mindset can, can restructure the way you think about your own mental health or, or how your mental health acts. And I guess for me, that was as simple as it is. That was probably the biggest difference. Like, um, spending my days uh, wallowing in self-pity because I didn't have certain things um, to now, you know, I enjoy getting to go for runs and, yeah. and the little things like that. Um, they're, they're the tangibles that can't really be taken away from me now. Um, but I think at the time, like, that's what I found the most difficult part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Liam Stogger, our special guest. We'll let you go in a moment. So you've gone through what you've gone through and then you get the news, which is the sledgehammer for a footballer that um, you're not required here anymore. Thanks, but we're going to move in a different direction. How did you? How did and if I may, Carlton, there's some Carlton supporters who don't necessarily agree with the decision that the footy club made, but that's by the by. <laughs> um, how did you? How did you deal with that? Um, oh, I had to go into self-preservation mode a bit. Um, I was pretty shocked. I, I went in there thinking, you know, I probably deserve an, another year or two here. Um, I felt like. I'd been pretty selfless in the roles I'd taken up over the past three or four years. Um, and for the most part, I just feel like I had a lot to offer, but um, that's sort of by the by. Uh, footy clubs have got to make the decisions they do. Um, mm. So for me, it was, you know, in terms of that self-preservation, it was just, right, thanks thanks a lot, guys. I'll say my goodbyes now, but um, clean your locker out and and I won't be back. Um, I think for me, that would have been the most dangerous thing is, is coming back. I wanted to, you know... I, I really respect the Carlton supporters for the most part. You know, they made my time there really enjoyable. I don't want to tarnish anything that I was given in those four years. So um, for me, it was about taking the emotion out of it a bit and getting to a safe place where I could think it through. And um, that was at home for me with my girlfriend and my family. And um, as much as it stings, you know, i got a lot to be grateful for. Um, You know, if I wasn't at a football club, I don't know where I'd be. 
after the struggles I've had. Um, and I was really lucky to have a guy like Brent Stanton involved in the football club who, who really helped me out with it. Um, so I, I think, um, it was, I was really sad about it. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I guess I've been trained sort of after a few years with a psych psychologist to, uh, to think about the positives I've got and, and the positives I do have are the things that can't be taken away from me. So, you know, as much as it did suck, um, I got on, got on with things pretty quick. Oh, yeah. What, what can you offer a, now players typically know themselves best where, what can you offer an AFL team and in which role? Um, well, I think that's the strength really. Um, I've played as a forward, I've played as a midfielder and I've played as a defender. Um, I think the notion that I'm not fit enough to play AFL football's rubbish. Um, I know I can run. Um, I ran a 632k in preseason, which is the equivalent mm. of what most other midfielders are running as well. So, um, from that point of view, I, I think um, if that's my main weakness, I've I've got that to a point where it's not as standout as what it used to be. But I think um, for the most part, my ability to to lock down on players and beat them in a contest is is what stands out. Um, across the ground. I think being in a contest more often is probably what suits me. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm willing to play that lockdown role if it means I'm doing a job for the team. Um, I don't really mind. I think I'm an asset all yep. over the ground. Yep. Um, but also I think I'm an asset off the field now. No doubt. Um, and, you know, clubs aren't going to pick you up just because you're an asset off the field. Yep. Um, it, it's a silly notion um, to think that. But I think for the most part, I'm, I'm quite valuable for culture and, and I'm quite valuable in terms of the roles I can play. Uh, it'll be a travesty if you're not on an AFL list next year, mate. So um, good luck. Thank you. Good luck with everything else that you got. I mean, it's a, it takes um, for a 22-year-old, 22? 22-year-old 22 <laughs> young man, young person to um, front up and discuss what you're discussing. Uh, I think it takes, well, enormous amount of bravery. It does, yeah. Um, so good on you for doing that. And, you know, hopefully it's a message that, uh, organisations that have the care of young people at their core um, will take on board and maybe give you a ring and say, listen, can you come out and have a chat to our 15 and 16-year-olds? Because I reckon it's a really valuable lesson that you've got to share with them. Good luck with everything. Thanks for coming in. Thanks very much. Good luck, mate. Liam Stocker joining us on the show. Uh, North Melbourne uh, GM of footy talent, Brady Rawlings, is going to join us this uh, coming half hour to talk about this huge deal. Julio's just going to run through it one more time. You're a better, you're a bigger student than most of us about there. Not really. Is this a bigger deal oh, as yeah. you've ever seen? <laughs> no, I think it is. I think it is in terms of the, the complexity in the amount of picks and players that are being exchanged between clubs, four clubs, in the one deal. It's uh, huge. So just to explain it quickly, North Melbourne get pick two from West Coast, pick three from the Giants, pick 40, 43, and Port Adelaide's future first. Going out the door. Jason Horn Francis, pick one. Pick and a, one. And a future third to Fremantle. <laughs> yep. Port Adelaide get Horn Francis, Junior Rioli, future second pick via Collingwood, and a future third via Frio. Out goes pick eight, 43, 53, 57, future first, future second, future third. Wow. In West Coast, eight and 12. So they've lost two and they've got eight and 12. Future second from Port, future third from Port. Out, Junior Rioli picks two and 40. Giants get pick one in which they've been linked to Aaron Cadman, the young tall forward, 53 and 57. Out goes pick three, which goes to north, pick 12, and a future second. Wow. Well, it's a Collingwood. It's, so Collingwood's involved as well. It's, are they? Mm-hmm. Well, not, yeah, they're calling it the future. The, the future picks are tied to Collingwood, so they've got in to help it go okay. through as well. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> How's that pick found its way bouncing around here? That yeah. future second round. It's not round. even in the thing I'm reading. Uh, it's in the one I've got from Mitch Cleary. Uh, oh, there it is. Tied to Collingwood. It. it is. 
It is absolutely mammoth. I didn't think there would be any way you could actually just get it all together no, and get it me. done. So last year's pick one, this year's pick one, <laughs> this year's pick two and pick three are all involved in this deal. Unbelievable. It and is. Eight, we've, never seen any, we've never seen anything like it. So if you're a North supporter right now, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling super if I'm North. So am I. I've seen a few people tweet, oh, don't f- do it, don't do it, but I think it's a good deal Who's for the North first? Uh, they're f- the future first, who are they getting that off? So they're getting that Port- off Port Adelaide. And if Port Adelaide have a season like this year, it's another top 10 pick. Correct. Yeah, yeah so they could be 2-3 two, and... 2-3 two, and 10. 2-3 yeah. yeah. and 8. 2-3 yeah. and yeah. Yeah. 6 if things go badly for yeah. Port. Yeah. It's, a, it's seismic. Yeah. It, let, it, let the dust settle. Uh, <laughs> we need to clear a break. Uh, Brody, Brody Rawlins is going to join us yeah. in the next 20 North minutes. North fans, if you want to give us a quick buzz. Yeah, we'll take a couple of calls. Yeah, get on the oh. line. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Nice stuff from you, um, Stone Cold. There's, there's stuff coming out. It's left, right and centre here. What's the latest piece of breaking well, news? The Herald Sun are reporting the Giants. Not only have they just picked up uh, the first pick in the draft, or the second pick, really, the first live pick, they are also targeting Jaeger O'Meara of the <laughs> Hawks, which now I, I'm trying to get my head around this mega trade. I'll need even more time to get my head around what uh, why the Giants would be going after Jaeger O'Meara. Uh, leader, 28. Highly paid. Uh, highly paid, yeah. Out of contract at the end of next year. He's a five-year-old uh, five older uh replacement on two guys that yeah. just left. I know they wanted to leave. Maybe he's one of those sort of bridging players. He can help. He's a, an expensive uh, bridge. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, it looks as though it's a report. It's a report, yeah. It's a report. Let, so that, let's just put that out there. But we've got a bit else to, uh, to, to try and hone in on. And <laughs> so, so you've had a look at this. You've had – yes. Because it's, 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 it's an absolute bombshell of a deal. It really is. I mean, oh. it's, a, it's a huge deal. What, who is there a – I know we like to play this game, who's the winner and who's the loser, but everybody, I uh, think, all of the clubs involved get a bit of what they wanted out of this. Yeah. Um, is there – just go through it. North Melbourne. So North Melbourne, yeah, instead of a winner, let's just sum it up for yeah, each club. Yeah. North Melbourne get two, three, and, and a future and, first. Yep, yep. I love that. Yep. You know, so let's, again, layman terms, two, three, and – 10, I'm going to call and, it. And they know the kid going. So Brady Rawl is going to join us in about seven or eight minutes. Yep. They know the kid leaving. They know he better. They know how, how little he wanted to be there. Mm. And, and they must have – they've clearly come to the um, the realisation, A, you don't want to be here. B, we're not going to get the best out of him. Let's cut our losses. And that's a bloody brave thing to do for a club. It's mm. a really br- – so North has said, we're going to get rid of last year's number one pick and we're going to split – this year's number one pick. These are things that AFL clubs traditionally do not do. Now, you can pat them on the back or you can say they are a schmozzle at the moment mm, mm. and they're all over the joint. But if you want to take a glass half full, I reckon you say that this is a really grown-up, mature, brave um, – no, brain rulings can't join no, us now. And you probably understand <laughs> why. As the deal's not – Yeah, it's not done. Not so it's formally a, done. It's agreed – Yep. Two, approved, but not announced. Until six o'clock. <laughs> tax machine completely. I'm not sure what that actually itself. means. But so, so we won't be hearing from North Melbourne, but uh, we'd love to hear from North Melbourne well, give supporters. Give us a bit more time to break it down. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I, Do you I, like that part of it? Do you like the ballsy? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Love it for the theatre and gives us 
gives us something to talk about for the next two, three years, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I love North Melbourne need talent. They need they, they need a lot of it, and they get two, they get three, they get whatever the first rounder from Port looks like next year. Which will be good. Which will be, you know, even if it's, it's going to be top 20. Yeah, well. <laughs> at worst, yes. it's going to be a top 20 pick. Yes. yes. Uh, I like it. Even at 40 and 43, you get a you get an opportunity to do something. So I like it for North. I love the the boldness of the Giants. They've just gone and got the the first life pick in the draft. They've yep. gone and grabbed pick one. Yep, love that. Now, uh, you are across who that might be. It's his kid Cadman. I, Cadman. I don't, yeah, I don't know much about him, but he's been like tall forward, as we do, athletic beast in the mould of one Jeremy Cameron. Correct. They say. Correct. So, uh, and the one thing about GWS, so they secure that by trading out pick three, but they're still left with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're still left with pick 12, pick 15, and pick 18, unless they've traded those, but I'm sure they haven't. So they so they get pick one, they keep 12, they keep 15, they keep 18, they keep, keep 19. So they're still in a very strong, mm. um, a very strong draft position. So... They get they absolutely lock into the play they want, <laughs> and um, Aaron Cadman is a versatile, athletic, tall left footer <laughs> without the strength to be a dominant key forward. We can't take calls sound? in case you're trying to ring us at the moment. You're listening to us. We can't oh, take calls. The whole, the whole world's just melting down. <laughs> I blame this trade. I blame this trade. I do too. This did, trade did is that... just over. It's just it's overloaded. That... Everything. It that... is on everywhere. Yeah, it is. Spot fires all over the place. Yeah. Did that remind you of anyone? Athletic, tall, yeah. long left foot kick, with a strong tank, but not quite strong enough to be a key forward. You know anyone like that? Uh... Who used to be like that? Josh Jenkins. Uh, no, I was a right uh, footer. The and tank I, not good enough to be a key forward. Not strong enough. Oh, not of oh, Lance Franklin. No, no. The the player that I would suggest the Giants are trying to replace. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron. Jay Cameron. Yeah, left that's footer, right. Yeah, big tank. Yep. Long strider, tall. Left footer, and he's still not. To be honest, he's not the traditional. No, no, he's not. He's not. No. So, but uh, he, but he can play because he's good enough. Uh, so, so well, we'll done. keep breaking it down. So yep. I love the, the boldness of – and now the Giants clearly are going to be uh, judged on how good he is. That's just as simple right. as that, yep. as, all the, as they yep. all are. But of course. No one more so than the team who jump up and grab the top pick. Uh, West Coast get 8, 12, and a future third. I like that from West Coast. Now, they turn 2 into 8 and 12, yep. basically. Yep. I like that. Again, identifying the need to stockpile talent. Yep. Get two two of the best players, two of the best 15 kids in yep. the land. And I they like lock it. away future second and third round picks just for the for – Yes. The, yep. And they get in – Yeah, well, that, well, that's right. I they like it. Get, yep. yep. Port Adelaide, I really – if you forced me to query or name – Pick a winner. A winner, it, it might be North, but it might be Port. So Horn Francis, again – You've got to presume that he's still the generational talent that everyone thought he was. Well, there's no excuses now. No, not not the not the last year was all about providing. You could find if you looked for an excuse, yeah, you could find one. Absolutely, quite there's none now. Like he's now right back where he wants to be at the club he wants yep, to be. Yep. the family connection. Yep. So now, show us what you got, kid. Uh, Junior yeah. Rioli, a very very good pickup. Clearly, Port 
have identified him, targeted him with a big contract and said, come play for us. Yep. They also get a future second and future third, which I think is a, is a nice little, uh, uh, just a little caveat on the end. So, yeah, I really, really like it from Port and North Melbourne's perspective. I like the boldness from the Giants' perspective. And, and I'm, I've got no problem with what West Coast have done either. Well, it's, uh, it is quite the deal, folks. Uh, I'm sure you're shaking your head trying to take it all in as we are here. Um, as soon as the lines are you know, fixed and uh, accessible, we'll let you know all about it. Until then, let's get it's to chaos. It is chaos. Absolute chaos. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go home and have a few beers. Thanks, Rodney. It's a cross between Rod, Rodney Eade and Mark Taylor. Bit of Mark Taylor about that Jeepers. as well. I reckon there is. It's chaos. Absolute chaos. I'm going to go home and have a few beers. Anything else happened in the last three or four minutes since <laughs> we went to an ad break? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm still working my way through through this. Uh, it's going to take uh, a little while to to digest, isn't it? It sure, it sure will. It's a change in mindset. That's what it certainly is. It's a change in mindset from, from clubs willing to do all sorts of things this trade period. We've seen... You know, the salary dumping has been oh, something that's come in over the past it, three yeah. or four years. We've seen the purchase of a draft pick, in a sense, and I think we'll see purchasing of a draft pick only at some point. Yeah, I think so too. Consent of trade. I spoke to Danger, uh, in all seriousness, I spoke to Danger as the president of the PA on our podcast last night the about field. how much pushback there will be. What did he say? Oh, he was completely against it, which I'd expect from the players' union. Yeah. But he did, he just, he he gave the tiniest little bit of ground on it. All of these things that you just mentioned, what we've seen in the last half an hour and we'll see you know, ratified, what Gold Coast have done with Jack Bowes and pick seven, this is an acceleration oh, of, yeah. of clubs uh, exploring the possibility. Of, and, and, you know, that they are the people who are on the front line at AFL Clubland are big students of all sport. Mm. They've all gone overseas. They've all done their couple of weeks, you know, at American clubs. They've tried to access, um, you know, pro sports, particularly in leagues like America, where you know a lot of our draft and trade modelling is coming from, um, to see how it can be used. Yeah, well, they're only going to be more adventurous well, in, the, uh, in the future. Adelaide. Uh, uh, employed and he's now gone, but he was he knew not, not a thing about footy. He was a numbers man. Doesn't he matter. He was an analytics guy. Yep, yep. Not a thing. Look at what um, Billy Billy Bean. Look what Billy Bean did with the you know the kid that he brought in at um, the Oakland A's. Mm. I mean he, that kid did like, uh, but he did know his baseball. But he was a numbers cruncher, and you know th- there's there's going to be as every year goes by, there's more data available to all of these clubs about what you get from specific picks, what what a pick is worth historically. And there's always going to be outliers and all the rest of it. But North Melbourne are clearly – they're not mad. They're not mad for for, pick, for trading out pick one when they know I they know. get pick two and three in. Especially when it's not actually pick one. Mm, that's right. It's not. No. It's being sold as pick one. Now, mm. GWS know that as well, but it's being sold – the public will think, oh, gee, they've tried to pick one. They actually have. No, they they've tried to pick two. Yeah, that's right. Because the kid they might have bid for would have ended up going to GWS anyway. So, mm. um, oh, I love it. I think we're you know we're scratching the surface here, and uh, there's going to be more and more of it. What was what did he? I think I might have cut you off. 
what was Dangerfield's ultimate response to um, to to the players just being traded un- love, under contract? I'd love to send you to the field to listen. I will uh, we'll go and have a listen. Uh, Has it dropped yet? Yes. I'll have a listen to it on the way home. Uh, he said, so I said, what if you got paid over a certain amount? Could, mm. could you then be able to be moved? And he, 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 he did, look, he conceded to a point. It was a small concession, yep. and he did say on his watch or under his reign as president, he doesn't think it'll happen. He's determined that it won't happen, but there was a tiny concession as well. Is there too much, uh, given what we've seen with Horn Francis in particular, is this a sign that the the power of the the balance of power rests more greatly with players nowadays? We've seen it obviously with oh, a couple it of does. other. Yeah. Has it has it shifted too far? Do you think? Uh, well, the clubs are certainly trying to take some of that back, and that that will be that's why I think the next thing will be okay. Well, we want to trade players mm. without their consent. That's why uh, we've spoken about why longer contracts would have a the reverse effect on young players. Mm. Just make them more likely to leave, mm. and I'm happy to debate that another day, maybe tomorrow. But let's put it down. It is a uh, it is a big deal. It's changed the trade period. We can suggest that it's uh, boring. She ain't boring anymore. Nah, not this one. Not this one. Some big names have been mentioned today. Deals have been done. What's tomorrow going to bring? We'll see you then.